This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex Nottingham. Hey everyone, I'm Alex Nottingham, founder of Also Dental Academy, and we have Larry Gazzardo, our head instructor, with us on this discussion. We are talking about banishing broken appointments and change appointments. And for those that know Larry, or those who don't know Larry, this is probably one of the yes, this is one of the topics, if not the topic, that gets Larry very uh, upset. And so we had to discuss it, Larry. I, I know you you didn't want to. But we have to discuss up. it and get you all worked up on this, because as as Larry will say, that broken appointments are stealing money from your practice. Yeah. Another, I love your analogy where you use the what is it the rhinoceros? What's the expression? No, when I look at some of the ways that people approach broken and canceled appointments, it's like taking a fly swatter to a rhinoceros. You know, and I'm thinking we need something a little stronger than this if we expect it to work. So, Larry, tell me, what is a broken appointment? What is a changed appointment? And why are they happening? Well, I, I like to make it simple. So we categorize everything uh, into two, two different silos. A, a broken appointment is when somebody does not give us enough time. So for an action plan item, people have to decide how much time do we need to fill an appointment. You know, most offices will tell me, well, I need at least two days. You know, I, I can't find out the day before that you're not coming in. It's not enough time to contact another patient to, to fill this appointment. So you have to determine, you know, two days, you know, business days, three business days. So anything within those that time frame, that's a broken appointment. Anything beyond that time frame, so if you establish I need two business days notice in order to uh, change your appointment. If it's if it's after two days, then it's a changed appointment. So so what we're dealing with is either a broken appointment or a changed appointment. And, and this designation is important because we treat broken appointments differently than we change we treat changed appointments. So um, I'm glad that you brought that up. I, I, I think the reason why they occur. Yeah, why do they occur? Why they occur is twofold. Um, we have staff that don't convey to patients how our system actually works. And we have patients that um, don't understand how our process works. Uh, and then if I throw on top of that, most, most of the systems that I see in, in the biggest majority of offices is that uh, the process in place punishes the patient mm. and it doesn't teach them to behave differently in the future. And so we keep dealing with. So the what same do you mean problem. by punishment? So what's what are they doing? Well, they wow. might say, for instance, if you if you can't make this appointment, we are going to um, uh, charge you for it, you know. And I don't recommend that you charge somebody for a broken appointment. So that would be a form of that would be a form of punishment, you know. If what you do doesn't help them understand that I don't want this to happen to me, then they're going to feel punished. Um, let's say, for instance, because uh, we go through all of this in, in all of the courses, but when it gets to the point where we're going to actually ask the patient, you know, for a credit card or maybe a deposit, uh, there's a process of getting, you know, the patient to that point. But if this person calls and it's somebody that's been identified as a repeat offender, and then we tell that patient, oh, well, if you don't keep this appointment, 
we're going to charge you or you're going to have to give us a deposit, then that patient's going to feel threatened and they're going to feel like they're being punished. And anytime somebody feels threatened or punished, they get resistant or they become defensive. And so we're not teaching them to keep their appointment. So, you know, like in our courses, we have a process to introduce all of this. Well, because well tell me, tell me, Larry, because I, I want to get for those that are listening or they're shaking their head. Yes, I'm doing this. What are the common ways that you see? Because in addition to being our head instructor, head instructor and an international lecturer, you're also a, a, a great consultant. You go to these offices, you hear what's happening. What are the most common methods that offices are using that and and that are failing and why? I mean, looking at you know, as a consultant, because you're always looking at why this is not working. What's happening? Well, usually it's the method of, of how it gets implemented. Okay. Um, for instance, if I think that broken appointments are a byproduct of changed appointments, when people okay. realize how easy it is to change, they're like, great, I'll just you know, break this appointment. Um, I don't have any problems calling you and telling you I'm not coming in tomorrow. You know, it doesn't bother them at all. So uh, I think even when you have a change, you can't just say, oh, okay, no problem. Uh, we'll just go ahead and give you uh, another appointment tomorrow or the very next day. You know what I mean? That just teaches the person that, hey, that was pretty easy. Because when I go to change my flight with the airline, it costs me a lot of money, you know? And so, so if we, if we don't, if we don't do something to teach them not to make the change, they're going to continue to do it. So just going with this conversation, when somebody wants to change their appointment, I would recommend, well, don't give them the first available appointment. Give them an appointment that's sometime down the road. But the key here is if the person says, I can't make my phone, my appointment next week, and you say, oh, well, if you can't, there's not going to be another mm -hmm. one for four months, which may be true. Or maybe that's what right. we do. We, we, we make you wait 12 weeks before you can get back in again. The, the person is going to feel like you're punishing me and I'm going to get you. So, so it seems that there are two extremes. And it's very interesting because a lot of behavioral changing is really parenting and reparenting. Yeah. Is, <laughs> right? I mean, when it comes down, yeah, I know Heather, it is. Heather wrote an article like how – something or other customer service or dealing with patients is like working with your two-year-old. So we, we, we have parents that are very permissive. Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll get you rescheduled. And then we have those that are very, you know, authoritarian that we're going to punish you. So kind of just illustrate for me what that looks like in what you, verbiage you're hearing that you don't want to do. For well, the permissive I, parents, the permissive offices, and the really hard-ass offices. Right, that, and we go, we do go through this step by step because it is a process, and so it's got to be implemented correctly. But the incorrect way would be, oh no problem, let me just go look for another appointment, and the gotcha. patient realizes like, whew, that was pretty good because when I make a change at my physical therapist, they go ballistic, you know, or my hairdresser or whatever. So that would be the wrong way uh, to do it. The correct way would be like, oh, you, you can't come to your appointment next week. What, what's up? What's, what's going on? We were looking forward to seeing you, you know, and they'll probably be like, oh, because um, we're probably not telling you the truth anyway. Um, but they're like, I'm, 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 I'm busy at work. You know, they're going to give you some kind of an excuse. Well, then you say, well, I understand what that's like. Let me go see when the next available appointment is open. 
So the patient feels like, oh, okay, good. This, this worked out pretty good. Um, and then you purposely go out maybe eight weeks or nine weeks because that's what we do to help people learn to keep their appointments. Well, that, that's the correct way to do it. That's the correct what way I, to do what it. What I want to identify first, because I, I'm, I'm certainly hearing, okay, so just to kind of keep the audience with me. So our premise here and what we're saying to address the broken appointments, you want to teach, not punish. Teach, not punish. One of the, one of the tactics we do is when we call, we, we act concerned and we look ahead so that there's perceived urgency. I had one doctor, she had an appointment. It was like three months to get an appointment. So I was like, oh, wow, I better keep that appointment. So there are some tactics. But what I want to also look at, what are we doing wrong and what's the psychology behind it? Because one of the questions I'm going to ask you later is even if I you give them all the best verbiage, sometimes in processes, we're going to get, I can't say that. We're not going to ask you that question. I'm going to ask you that later. Yeah. But I want you to tell me again, the permissive office and the very tough office, what are they doing wrong? And from a, why do you think they're doing it because you talk with these doctors what 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 fear-based reason are they putting these principles in place it's based on fear a lot of these well, situations well, and that's exactly what it is unfortunately many of us learned that way you know the the teacher had a big red pen and you know put a, a unhappy face on your report and so you kind of learn by being punished you know or if you misbehaved you had to go stand in the corner or or something like that the, the key here is, is you want to help this person learn on their own that they want to right. keep the appointment. That's right, like with children. Yes. Because so when they because figure it, it out, then you, your lesson is learned. So here's my, my theory, right? So this is all parenting. The permissive is they, they want to be liked. They're right. This is a personality type because what they're saying is we'll, we'll just go ahead and reschedule schedule you and what's happening now here's that dynamic this is very important that that y'all listen to understand what's happening because if you don't understand the psychology behind it you can't fix it oh it's, because well, because often right larry let's start yeah. with the permissive let's just start one that's a bit of time permissive the permissive uh rescheduler so two aspects of it one is the doctor may not even know what the team is aware of or true. or they often will add this nervousness that I don't want to be too harsh because I may get a bad review. I may lose, lose the patient. So I'm just going to head and let them reschedule or I feel bad. Like these are some of the things that I'm, I'm sensing of why, you, Oh, just let them reschedule or, or I'm open. I might as well get them in too. That's the other trap as well. Because if you say, let's push back, but I'm open. Why, you know, that might well, get them up to you have to remember we're, we're trying to teach people so there's a lot of moving parts here you know we're trying to train people to keep their appointments so we stop adding like a new repeat offender to our list so 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 my point but do you here agree is with the psychology that i'm I, putting I agree forward? that they don't want to look bad but part of the reason why they think they're going to look bad is number one the doctor may not have given them permission hey i want you to follow this policy i see you know and there's training there's training here because the easy thing to do is go, I'll just let you, I'll just go ahead and let you change. But then I've got a problem now because I've got to stay here 
you know, after work to figure out how to fill this hole for tomorrow or for next week or whatever. What did you say? The worst position in dental office is the person that has to fill a broken appointment? Right. That You get that call at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon and go, oh, I just wanted to let you know, that, you know, the day before that I'm not going to be here tomorrow or here, you know, maybe it's at the end of the week and I won't be there Monday morning. It's the worst <laughs> job in the world. So, so my point is, is the doctor has to give the staff permission. I want you to follow. I want you to implement this policy. That makes sense. We're implementing this policy because it teaches the patient to want to keep their appointment on their own. So that means they don't even call. When something else comes up, instead of taking that offer, they already see that they have an appointment in the doctor's office. So they're going there, you know, so they don't even call. We don't want them to do that. And so, and there's also yeah. some verbal skills training because when it's not done correctly, there's technique here. When it's not done correctly, then it comes out like a threat. And what I'm going to give everybody at the end of this of this discussion, I'll give you a a link where I'm going to give you actual verbiage of how to address the broken appointments. But but here, if you don't, like I said, if you don't understand the mechanism behind it, you have a problem because with this permissive situation. I think you're right. We have to make sure that your front office is has permission to address this. But sometimes dentists give mis mixed messages. My father was big on that. He'll say he'll go from one extreme to the other. Either get him in because I'm I, I'm open, or we'll get angry. Well, we're going to charge them because and then the front office doesn't understand like where I can go with this. And if they feel that the, the front office is going to get reprimanded by the doctor and the doctor is not with them on this, this is very important. The doctor, this is how implementation is going to happen. The doctor has to be with the front, the team member. Stand behind them. And it, yes. If you're, cause I, I tell audiences, if you follow the policy, the way I'm instructing you to do it and somebody gets in your way, like somebody who has DDS after their name, you, you get me on the phone and we'll have a little come to Jesus meeting, you know, with this person. Because here, here for the dentists that are listening, this is what happens. Your staff's not going to say this to you. But what's going to happen is, is they feel like the doctor's only happy when the schedule is full. Yeah. So they and they know they're scheduling people that they know aren't going to show up, you know, but because the doctor berates them if the schedule's right. not full. So they fill your schedule. And then it falls apart. And then it falls apart. And then we have the same vicious cycle. It's a vicious over cycle. And over and over again because they're not paying attention to their own results. Now, the psychology of the one that is there, we're charging. They don't, you know, they don't show up. We're charging them. Again, based on fear, based on reactivity, you know, that they're, they're not respecting or whatever. In those situations that you've worked with, the consulting, What's the psychology behind that? Why is that happening that we're trying to punish these patients? Well, it, it, the psychology is they're trying to make themselves feel better. I see. We, we scheduled somebody that we probably knew wasn't going to come in, you know, and lo and behold, they didn't. <laughs> and so we're like, by golly, I'm charging you, you right. know, because right. the patient's not there. You're just barking to the air because uh, everybody knows <laughs> You send this invoice and the patient just crumbles it up and throws it away or gets on the Internet and gives you a blasted That's review, right. you know, and, and then we have to write things off and we have all kinds of problems. My point is, is what we teach is a process that teaches the patient to keep the appointment. Right. And, and there's technique that's involved here. Um, it's, it's inevitable that you're just going to have a knee jerk response. 
But nobody you know, wants I, to do anything that they think is confrontational. And I think it's funny, this pops in my mind. I remember you, you'll say at lectures uh, when we speak together is that you you want the person when they're on one of those carnival cruise lines yes, <laughs> that's, yes. sink, that's sinking or something's going wrong or there's, a, or there's a stomach virus or something that came in and you go, oh my goodness, I'm not going to make my appointment. I better call my doctor. Right, right. I don't care if you're on a cruise ship in Italy that's tipping over. I want them thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to call my dentist. I'm not, I'm not going to make my appointment tomorrow. Um, that is how I want them to feel. And the reality is that's the way you want them to feel as well. The question you have to ask yourself is, why do we always have these problems? And it's always with the same people, but why are we having sure. these problems? Yeah. It's because there isn't a system in place that that, that teaches helps. people to keep their appointments. I mean, if I look at the airlines, and I don't want us to be like them, but sure. if you're not on time, they just shut the door in your face. That's true. And they don't open it up. Don't ask me how I know this, you know, <laughs> but they just shut the door. But what do you learn? You learn, I better be on time. But the problem with that, this lesson is you're angry as you're learning it. I'm not saying like, oh, I love the airline more. You're like, I'll get these people. Right. And, and I don't want people, to, I want them to be mad about the fact that they didn't understand the process and that if they understood it, they would follow it. But there and is we, a way to teach them to keep their appointment. So we cover the psychology of it. Now, mm -hmm. one of the areas that's very important is understand the the cost dynamic of it, of a broken appointment. Now I have my analysis, but I'd love to hear yours, which is similar as to what does it cost when you have broken appointments? How often are they happening? And also not just for the dentist, but how it affects a team member too. Well, it, it affects them enormously. Like in lectures, when we speak together, I talk about how I feel like these people are just stealing money. So give me some uh, numbers, give me some numbers. Well, let's, let's say for instance, if you're a hygienist, you're mm -hmm. probably producing about $100 an hour. And, and I like round numbers because it's easy sure, for easy to do math. But if you're a hygienist and you just had two broken appointments a week, just two sure. uh, that, that canceled on you, then That's that $200 over the course of the year is like $10,000, $10,400 uh, sure. just in broken appointments in the hygiene schedule. If you're a, a dentist, you're probably producing about $500 an hour, just one one broken appointment for the, the doctor um, is going to cost $26,000 over the course of the year. You know, wow. that $500 a week times 52 sure. weeks, that's that's 26. So here we're looking at 36,000, if my math is right, $36,400 of revenue that the practice doesn't have. So the staff might be thinking, well, that's the practice, that's the doctor's problem. Well, the doctor has a budget for salaries. And we always recommend that the doctor allocate 20% for staff salaries. So the staff has to remember out of that $36,000 that we lost, 20% um, of it belongs to the team. So 20% of 36, if my math is right, it's about $7,200 that belongs to the team. And, and of course, there's people listening who don't know me here, but if a doctor called me and said, hey, I've got extra money available. I didn't spend everything that was in the budget. And I'm wondering, could I give this to my team? If it was in the budget, absolutely, yes, you could spend that money. Because we can, we, as long as we're working within a budget. Um, if it's in the budget, I don't have a problem with the dentist spending it because we can afford that. Um, so out of that $36,000, 
there's approximately 7,200 of it that belongs to the team. If you're the typical staff of five, if you take 7,200 divided by five, that's about $1,400 wow. per staff member. I would say that belongs to the team. And so you should get that. You work hard. There's your, there's your Italy cruise right there. That's it right there. And so, so my point is, is that's why I say it steals, you know, and that's mm -hmm. just if you only had two broken appointments in hygiene and just one with the dentist. To me personally, it's costing you as a staff member almost, you know, over $1,400 a year that I would tell the doctor, go ahead and, and give it to him. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, and that's why I think kind of summarize what we talked about. It's, in, it's important to understand what, what it is, what's happening. This is one of the silent killers, we call it, because it's, it's not, you, you don't really understand until you understand the cost behind it, when we talk, that it really gets expensive. Because I'll just reschedule it, but that's opportunity cost missed. And that goes to your, what you always say, when you work hard all day and you've you didn't really have much to show for it. What is it? You feel like a dish rag, right? You like a dish rag at the end of the day. And and I think it's important to understand why they happen and understand the psychology and the dynamic between the doctor and team. You don't understand that. No matter, and I have a great discussion that we did, a podcast and blog with Heather on scripts, that I can give you the best verbiage and the best process. But if you don't have, if you don't know the the costs so you don't have the motivation and you're not going to do it if you don't understand the psychology behind it and the interaction between your team it's not going to work because you have to be able to begin it it's and again it's like children if you don't have the gusto okay the chutzpah okay to to and patience and grit to work with your five-year-old okay whereby they're going to test you every moment Okay, and they're gonna want to crack you, and these patients are gonna are gonna want to crack you. Uh, inertia or 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 atrophy of this the entropy entropy of the universe is gonna try to make this system not work. Everything's gonna try to make broken appointments happen, and if you don't have the wherewithal to be cool about it, a don't punish out of fear, and don't reappoint out of fear, and you follow it the right way, very calmly. And then patients will figure it out and start respecting you and the office. Well, the, the patients will learn. They'll and when learn. they learn it, that's the lesson that you want them to get. Correct. If, if I look back at silent killers, there's another thing that dentists don't always look at, Alex. How many appointments go unfilled? And so it may look like we only had one broken appointment today or, or two or something like that. And what we ignore is how many were broken before this happened before they all mm. got filled. And so uh, if you talk about a silent killer and most dentists aren't aware of this, is that you might've had eight or nine broken appointments, but six of them got filled. And so it seems like, okay, so it wasn't so bad, but the reality is, is you're ignoring all the time and energy and effort that your front office had to spend calling sure. patients on the phone, the back and forth, you know, you weren't here, I left a message, they got back with me. They're spending all their time filling holes instead of um, working on case acceptance and That's coordinating true. treatment with patients. You That's know, true. when a patient comes in and you think they're gonna talk to them about treatment and they're thinking, I gotta go to this, I gotta get this schedule filled. And so I don't I don't have time to talk with you. And so it's it talk about silent killers, most dentists are completely 
unaware of how many broken appointments they actually have because they're only focusing on the net uh, openings. They're True. not really paying attention to the total number. That's the better number to track. And what I'm gonna direct your all attention to is the Dental Practice Excellence webinar. Because in that webinar, there's three silent killers I talk about. And the second one is broken appointments. And I'll give you some verbiage that Larry developed into how to address that. So it's allstardentalpractice.com, and I will put a link to that webinar to check that out and get that uh, training as well as the other silent killer, the other silent killers. So Larry, thank you as always. You're welcome. For, for the help. And until next time, everyone, go out there and be, be an all-star. An all-star. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.